Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we're talking week 13. Can you believe it's week 13 already? Week 13 in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am doing well, Matt. Thank you. All right. Good to have you on. And rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you doing, Craig? I'm doing extremely well. Thank you. All right, that is good to hear. Now, we're recording this a day later than usual because of some, you know, scheduling issues. We got shit to do in real life. I don't know what to tell you. So we are actually recording this a day later. So unfortunately, we will we will be unable to discuss uh, the gambling prospects for Cowboys Saints because that game is going on as we squeak. And uh, the Cowboys are up 10 to 7. Um, I'll be honest, I kind of like the Saints uh, getting a four in that game. But we'll see. I mean, they're covering right now. But uh, there's an entire second half of football left to go. But... What do you say we talk about the games we actually can gamble on, starting with the Arizona Cardinals, who are getting back some pretty significant pieces. As And this is a thing we would not have known if we were recording on Wednesday. So, hey, there's a bonus for us. Uh, it looks like Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins are going to be playing in this game. The Cardinals head to Chicago to take on the Bears, and uh, the Bears are getting 7.5 points at home. So a, a very, very... Very tough, well-coached Cardinals team who went 2-1 and one, uh, with Colt McCoy at the helm. Pretty damn good. Take a 9-2 and two record into Chicago to face the Bears. Craig, how do you feel about this one? Cardinals, right? I know they're coming off a of bye week. but mm-hmm. uh, That has not been good this year, though. The bye week numbers have been trash. Um, but their quarterback's coming off of a four-week bye week. Uh, that, 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 that's here i just don't think that chicago is very good um and i think the cardinals are i think if, the, if you've got a good enough team to win games without kyler murray and deandre hopkins then you've got a good enough team to probably go on the road in chicago win games with them so uh this is not gonna be one of my five i don't love having to give up the full touchdown but the cardinals are winning this game this is a game you don't hear us invoke this very much on the on the crossover podcast as far as as gambling, but this is one where I would like to see what the weather is going to be like as we get closer to the game because if it's going to be cold, if it's going to be finicky, maybe even a little bit snowing in Chicago, you know, maybe you got a, a rusty Kyler Murray going into Chicago with some 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 weather issues, you know, that might not be a uh, spot that is very conducive to laying the seven and a half point with the hook too, uh, no less. And uh, so that that's something you might want to keep an eye on in this. But like I said, we don't invoke weather too often in this podcast, just on spots where we we think it matters. Um, Cardinals eight and three against the spread. Chicago only four and seven, so an obvious disparity there. Billy, uh, what are your feelings on this game? I, I kind of like. Chicago here just I I think getting Murray back is obviously huge but four weeks off I think he will be shaking off a few cobwebs Um, and even when you're getting that many points at home one or two bad throws can make a difference Um, I like Chicago to cover this one but absolutely Arizona wins this football game all right. Uh, next up, the Philadelphia Eagles head into New York to take on the football Jets, who got a little victory there. Uh, and that pretty much locks up the uh, the Detroit, my Detroit Lions, I think, for the uh, number one seed, right? Or did the Jets? No, wait, the Jacksonville has only got one win, right? Am I remembering that? My... Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, Jacksonville's got two wins. No. Belt, yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. The Lions will have down the stretch here in order to not get the first pick um and i suspect they will not do that no 
They certainly will not. Um, yeah, the Eagles head into New York, and the Eagles laying a seven-point touchdown, or laying the full touchdown on the road here. I think this is a good spot to perhaps take. I mean, I was all over the Giants last week, and, and that one worked out well for me. The, the Eagles, they couldn't get anything going in that football game. What an ugly, ugly game that was. Uh, the Jets, meanwhile, you know, they got uh, some for Zach Wilson. Look good, look bad <laughs> times, but, you know, mostly good in that game, I thought. Um, which is upsetting because uh, we I had Houston, but, you know, that obviously didn't come through. Eagles, I think this is kind of a good spot to take the Eagles here, although I don't love it enough to make it one of my five, but I think th- I think this is a decent spot to to maybe uh, push the seven with the with the Eagles because I think they're gonna they're gonna be ready for this game having come off the the loss to to the Giants. Uh, you got to bounce back against the Jets, Billy. What do you think with the Jets getting seven at home? Yeah, I feel like this is one of those situations where you just take the Jets. You're getting seven at home. They're not playing a particularly good football team. I just situationally love the Jets here, but I'm not a huge fan of that Jets team. So not one of my five, but I like the Jets. The New York Jets are 3-8 and eight against the spread. That was just their third cover of the season last week. The Philadelphia Eagles are 6-6. Six and six. Uh, So the... Uh, Eagles with a little bit of advantage. Craig, thoughts on Eagles Jets? Uh, I think I'm gonna take the Jets, but I don't like it. I like I'm I'm avoiding this. The, the The Eagles are better. They're gonna win this game. I just don't know if I'm comfortable giving up six and a half points to bet them on the road. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense. Well, man, if you can find the six no, and a half, I, I like that better because I'm staring at a seven. I said, uh, sorry, sorry, excuse me. It, it depends on the book. Some six and a half, some seven. Either way, um, the Eagles, I said last week, were going to be able to run the ball really well, and that's not what happened. I, I think they'll figure it out for this week, though. I think yeah. they'll be able to run the ball with some ease. It was just such a trap game, and that was what I was harping on last week when I wanted uh, when, when I wanted the, the Giants. It was just such a trap game for, for the Eagles. You know, on the road, uh, divisional matchup coming, and, you know, that might – get invoked a couple of times with the picks I do make this week but you know it, it was just it was it was a bad spot for the Eagles that's all uh yeah so it sounds like we all kind of like the the Eagles in that game but not enough to make it one of our five um next up <clears throat> one a game where I thought I was going to be on the Texans it's Colts Texans the Colts are laying 10 in Houston so it's a they're, they're big time favorite in that one big uh Rather large DVOA disparity in this one as Houston comes in at 28, Indy comes in at eight, so a f- big, so 20 spots of difference there. Colts coming off a tough loss against the Bucks. I was on the Colts last week. The Colts should have at least covered that football game. Did not, or at least got the push when the when the Buccaneers were driving. I thought, okay, I'm probably just going to get the push out of this, and then uh, Leonard Fournette took it in for you know his fourth trip to the house. I was against him in fantasy too, so that sucked, but. The turnovers obviously just killed them. If they have, if they if they hold on to the ball in that game, not only the cover, but they probably beat the Bucks and quite handily too. The sharps, that ninety six percent of the money is on the Colts right now, which scares me a little bit. It makes me want to take Houston, but a lot, uh, a couple of of, of significant sharp 
groups have come in on the Colts. And you know the Sharps only come in on big, high favorites on the road when they've got a good, when they feel like they've got a good beat on the game. So that kind of scared me off of this one. I was initially thinking about taking the Texans. I mean, I like Tyrod Taylor, but he's only one man, and this Colts team looks legit. Craig, what do you think about this? Colts laying 10. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of points against an offense that's inconsistent. But don't isn't this, you know, Jonathan Taylor, 182 yards and three touchdowns? Isn't that what's about to happen here? I think so. Something similar. Yeah. So give me, give me the Colts. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts against the spread, seven and five. Houston Texans, five and six. So uh, Colts a little bit of advantage there. Billy, how do you feel about the Colts laying ten on the road? Yeah, it's it's a lot of points to give up. Um, yeah, I, I think I like the Colts here as well. And yeah, for that reason, if if Houston's not stopping the Colts on the ground, uh, that score is going to run up real quick. Uh, and I don't see Houston stopping them on the ground. So I certainly don't think Tyrod Taylor or no, they can keep up with the with the Colts offense. So, yeah, sure, give me the Colts. Uh, last week in Week 12, we did not have a single game that featured a favorite that was a touchdown or more or a touchdown or higher. That is not the case this week so far, you guys, with the three teams as being at least a touchdown favorite. But here's a game uh, that's a little bit uh, more discerning. Uh, the Chargers head into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The Bengals are laying three, so they're giving the Bengals the standard three-point home bump. But I'm going to try to get off of talking about the three-point home bump anymore because that doesn't seem like that's a thing this year. And we might have to readjust the numbers on the three-point home bump based on just how bad a lot of the, the, the home teams have been this year. I think this is a good buy low spot for the Chargers. I think the Bengals are riding high. I think the public is going to come in on on the Bengals in this game. And they're a little bit down on the Chargers. Herbert has not looked good, though, the last couple of weeks, would you say? Because like it, it, he looked very inaccurate, like very college-esque. Would you say, Craig? I, I'm just saying he looked incredible against Pittsburgh two weeks ago. Yeah. He really put it to them. That was the B team Pittsburgh defense, but yeah, against Denver, no, that was that was a, that was a rough outing. Yeah, like he was zipping, he was doing the thing where he's like, "I'm gonna zip the ball in here," <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a five yard pass, but I'm gonna throw it like a like a 98 yard fastball, and it's gonna bounce off a dude's hand, and then Patrick Sertan's gonna be like, "Ooh, thank you for that gift." And uh, that'll <laughs> they went on, but yeah, I do think this is a good buy low spot for the Chargers. So I'm I'm on the Chargers here. Not going to be one of my five, but I will have some some non contest type tickets that that feature the Chargers plus the three. Billy, what do you think about this one? Chargers uh, or uh, Bengals getting three point home slice there? You know what I think? Uh, I think we're going to see a close game here. So I'm comfortable just taking the points. Um, I don't think either of these teams are significantly better than the other, so give me a few extra points for sure. I'll take uh, I'll take the Chargers. The Chargers sixteenth in DVOA, Cincinnati eighteenth. So the Chargers, so a pretty good matchup in terms of DVOA. Craig, where do you fall on this one uh, as uh, the Chargers go into Cincinnati? I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking I want the Chargers. I just don't know mm. if I tr- how much I trust this Bengal team. They're they're, they're pretty inconsistent. Uh, this game opened at some books at one and a half and is now sitting at three. So uh, interesting that uh, at least the, 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 the first wave of money was coming in on the Chargers. 
I think I agree with that first move, money. So uh, give me give me L.A. Yeah, I, yeah, I just think this is a good buy low spot for the Chargers here. I think they can outright win this game, and and if you're going to take the Chargers with the three, you might as well sprinkle a little on the money line as well, because it doesn't make sense to not also try to get in on that. Next up, another game that uh, you might be surprised who I'm going to uh, suggest we take the money line on. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers come into Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Buccaneers laying 11 on the road. Now, this is number one in DVOA versus dead last in DVOA in the Atlanta Falcons. That said, the Bucs have not performed well on the road. This is simply too much. Divisional matchup. Hold your nose and take the Atlanta Falcons for me. I'm 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 burrowing down in on this one. I'm I'm gonna do the ugly thing. I'm gonna lay the eleven with the Falcons. And for funsies, I'm gonna sprinkle a little on the Falcons money line too, just in case things get really weird in uh, in this game. So yeah, uh, Falcons for me. Just got to do it. Craig, what do you think? Buccaneers laying eleven. I I want Tampa Bay. Oof. I just think that they're a lot better. They're done screwing around. Uh, give me, they're getting a little bit healthier on defense. Give me Tampa Bay. Um, something that you, you mentioned Tampa Bay being first in DVOA, which they are. Um, if they played the current second-ranked team in DVOA in Super Bowl, maybe <laughs> New England Patriots. Yeah. Do you guys think there'd be any storylines that the networks would be able to, to cling on to for that Super Bowl? I mean, there's it's a little bit of juice to squeeze out of that orange, I would say. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Might get, that, you know, uh, yeah, maybe maybe they, there's something they could think of. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple things, a couple things I could they could wrap sick their teeth to do. I think. Uh, so yeah, you're on the Bucks. I'm on. I'm doing the ugly thing, and and I'm on the Falcons. Billy tiebreaker. Bucks lane eleven on the road. Yeah, no, I'm on the Falcons, but it is situational. You're right. Division game. Too many points. They're at home. Um, this has all the makings of a game that's closer than you think it should be. Um, yeah, the Bucks are going to win, but uh, it's too many points. Give me the Falcons. Nothing is going in my favor here, though, because uh, <laughs> in terms of like uh, Matt, like Matt Ryan's record against Tom Brady, that sort of like Brady just owns. Oh, uh, it's it's not good. It's just ugh. I'm I'm holding my just nose on like, this one and keeping it going. It's the, the Falcons, and they shouldn't be this bad. Like, they have no. better players than this, but they are they are an awful team. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. But, I mean, they, they have, like, two or three dynamic plays every game, and you're like, more of that, please. And then the next one will just be like, halfback dive. Boy, that's what. what, what yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's terrible. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next up, the New York Giants headed to Miami to take on the Dolphins. This line opened up at Dolphins minus three. It has now been bet up to Dolphins minus four. Two will look really good last week. He looked really good last week. I hope he keeps it going because I'm I'm rooting for two. I don't I don't really want him to be a bust. That said, I'm on the Giants this week again. I'm going back to back. I'm a crazy person, and the fact that uh, the, the line moved a little bit because it found out that Daniel Jones is probably not going to play in this game. It looks like it's going to be like Mike Glennon, but to be honest, that doesn't really deter me. I, uh, that, that's not what I would call a massive drop off in quarterback, but. I, I like the Giants. I, I like the spot for the Giants. I, th- I think the Giants are getting the exact same spot where it's a Dolphins team riding too high, same as the uh, the, the Eagles were last week when the Giants clipped them. This one's obviously a little bit different because the Giants are on the road. But I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm doubling I'm doubling down on the uh, on the New York Giants on back to back weeks that are gonna clip the team that right now. 
perhaps is a little bit too big for their britches. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Dolphins laying four at home against the Giants. Yeah, I like the Dolphins here. I, I, I think Tua absolutely looked quite good last week, but it was just one of those things where they just weren't making big mistakes. And I don't like the Giants to uh, to come out and make plays. I don't find them to be particularly good at that on defense. So I think Miami controls the clock this game. And with Miami controlling the clock at home, they can get a bit of a lead. So uh, I'll take the Dolphins here. Giants surprisingly have the edge in DVOA. Slight edge, but an edge nonetheless. They are 23rd. Miami's ranked 26th. Craig, uh, tiebreaker, uh, Dolphins-Giants. Yeah, I... Uh... I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I, I, Mike Glennon, like, what are we doing here? Like, just, just give me the, the Dolphins are playing pretty well as of late. Like, if you, mm-hmm. if you look at, um, if you look at their, the situations they've been in, obviously they've been banged up early in the year. They've had some, some, some difficult spots on, on both sides of the ball when it comes to injuries. But the Dolphins are playing a little bit better lately. I don't think they're good, but I think they're better than the Giants with Mike Glennon at quarterback. So give me Miami. All right. Last game of the one o'clock slate, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, boys, Bill, head oh, into Detroit. I, I, did mean to, I did mean to add one thing about that particular football game. Oh, yeah. Lay it on us, Craig. Scott Hansen, do not show that game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would, obviously I'm guessing your, your, I'm guessing your debate this week was between Eagles, Jets and Giants, Dolphins. Yes, and Hertz is more exciting than anything that's going to happen in Giants Dolphins. Right, yeah, yeah, because to me the to me the argument there, Craig, is is Jalen Hurts more dynamic to watch right now as of Week 13 in the year of our Lord 2020 or 2021? Sorry, my mind is still stuck in 2020 mode. Um, is he more dynamic to watch than Jalen Waddle right now? Because Waddle is coming along as like must see TV right now. The last couple of weeks. Sure. Now, yeah. Devontae Smith. Plays for the Eagles. True. So, and I love some Devontae I think it's Smith. The Eagles offense of Miami. But yes, that's the yeah. discussion because uh, the New York teams are, are not watchable, especially if uh, Mike Glenn is playing quarterback for one. Yeah, I, th- I think you made the right choice for sure. All right, like we said, last game of the 1 o'clock slate. Your boys, Bill, the Minnesota Vikings head into Detroit to take on my boys, the Detroit Lions. And the Vikings are laying the full seven. Uh, I'm on Detroit. Not because I think they'll win the game, although if you're going to take a plus seven like that, you might as well just sprinkle some on the money line because why not, right? Like maybe if you do this, you're going to get one. This is more of a play against the Vikings, Bill, because like while I do think your team will win the game, it's just you, your team can't put teams away. (laughs) You can't close out games, so I'm just, I I, I think this is a good opportunity for you. Last second field goal for the Vikings. That would be well in par with the Lions. You know, like, like uh, you know, backdoor cover might be available. I mean, no friggin' DeAndre Swift in this game has me friggin' worried. But, yeah, the Vikings just can't close out teams. So, I, I like the seven. But the Vikings absolutely win this game. I'll Bill, tell you what's you not going to happen in this game is the Vikings are not going to lose this game by two scores. Because no. the Vikings have not lost a single football game this season by two scores. <laughs> exactly, right? Have they lost by double digits? No. They haven't lost by more than eight. They have never no. lost by more than eight all season. Ridiculous. Which is yeah, which is why the gamblers are, are, are on them. Another thing uh, that might be in Detroit's favor, quote unquote, is uh, they're Kirk Cousin. The I would say the Vikings, by the way, have one win by more than eight. 
Yeah. Total, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was against at home against Seattle in week three. So yeah. They have zero loss by, by nine or more and zero wins by or one win rather by nine or more. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, I would also suggest is a bit of a regression candidate, maybe. So. Who knows? Either way, I just the Vikings' inability to close out games. Now, obviously, this could easily be one where the Vikings just win by thirty because you know they're playing the fucking Lions. But you know, I, I'm just gonna go with what I've seen so far. Billy, how do you feel going in this one with your boys? Touchdown favorite on the road. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to take Detroit here just based on the situation. It is a division division game. Uh, Minnesota has had trouble putting teams away. They're in Detroit. Um, but Minnesota wins this game. If if Minnesota loses to Detroit, this that's it for football for me this season. <laughs> Minnesota six and five against the spread. Hey, you know who hates the Detroit Lions? Vegas seven and four against the spread for an, a, a winless team. A winless team. There's like three teams that are better than the Lions against the spread right now, and it's like you know, it's your Cowboys who, who your your Cowboys, your Cardinals, your Packers. Those are all the teams that are better than the Lions in the, against the spread. Fuck my life, man. This is brutal. Craig, who you got? Vikings laying seven in Detroit. Lions. No, yeah. I, I, Minnesota wins the game, but I just think it's 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 by it's by closer than uh, than eight points. So um, mm-hmm. give me the Lions to cover, but Minnesota wins. Marquee matchup, I'm going to go ahead and give to uh, pretty much uh, the only game that isn't a massive uh, touchdown favorite uh, Chargers Bengals uh, getting the three-point home bump. I, oh, I, yeah, I, that, is, that is not yeah. the marquee matchup of this window. That might be my favorite game of the week. Yeah, it's uh, it's a yeah, yeah, lots of fantasy stuff going on in Bengals Chargers too. That's a that's a good one. Here's another reason why I wanted to bet the Giants that I forgot to mention. This is a four-point spread in a game where the over/under is forty and a half. You know, uh, eh. I just I, I feel like I want the points in a game that might not where both teams might not crack 40. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the late afternoon game. First up, the Jacksonville Jaguars head into Los Angeles to take on the Rams, who are uh, circling the drain a little bit here. Rams are laying 13 at home against the Jaguars, which makes sense. But this is a an absolute classic hold your nose and, and take the Jaguars, is it not? Like the, the Jaguars coming off a, you know, like they were in it with the Falcons last week. They did not play terribly. That, that game was up for grabs. And, man, like, Stafford is really hurt right now. He's playing through – I don't think he's playing through something. I think he's playing through multiple things right now. They can't get in sync. Just the back. At least yeah. The back. And I think part of that where we've seen the back thing come in is this offense traditionally involves a lot of bootlegs and getting the quarterback out and moving a little bit, which is stuff Stafford can do. Absolutely. Um, but they're not doing it. And I think it's because his mobility is severely compromised. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I could not agree more. I I just I think the Rams will win this game, obviously, but uh, you gotta hold your nose and take the Jacksonville Jaguars. And why not for funsies? Why not a little Jacksonville Falcons money line? <laughs> just 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 put a 
put in one unit of whatever you happen to bet on on a on a Falcons Jaguars money line parlay because I imagine that'll go that'll go far for you and then just just you know maybe see what happens. But to me, it's to hold your nose and take the Jaguars if you're going to do anything. Billy, what do you think about this one? Rams laying thirteen. Yeah, Jags. I mean, it's just it's too many for the Rams right now. So I'm taking the Jags, but I don't want to go anywhere near this game. Uh, DVOA-wise, we got six versus 29 here. Craig, uh, is it a clean sweep with the with the Jaguars here? What do you think? No. No? Interesting. Uh, You're laying. I think that the, the Rams run the ball well enough, and the Rams do enough on offense. Like, people forget how absolutely horrendous Jacksonville's offense is, and it is. I think it's the worst offense in the league, and that's despite the fact that they have Trevor Lawrence, who I feel – horrendous for just based on like i'm talking about like the worst offense in the league from an execution perspective Mm. a play design perspective it just looks like guys don't know where they're supposed to be like i cannot imagine a a first overall pick being in a worse situation than one trevor lawrence is in like i I, like i cannot think of a first overall quarterback who has been in a worse situation than the one trevor lawrence is is currently dealing with uh i think that the rams score enough and the jaguars score very very little that the Rams cover this spread, and I know it's a big spread. I know it's on the road, I, I, but it's. I, I still want the Rams. I, I think this is not necessarily a get-right game for them, but I just think the defense does enough that that they cover. Certainly has the makings of a get-right game for the for the Rams, and they need it for sure. But yeah, exactly. so you're going. You, yeah, so you're land. Bill and I are going to hold our nose and take the Jaguars on this one. But yeah, I don't know. All right, moving on. A game that you know. This could be decent. This could be decent. There's a lot of good stuff to, to watch in this game. The football team heads into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, and it's a minus two and a half. So uh, the Raiders are a short home favorite. Personally, I like the football team here. I think this is another good spot to take them. They are. This is um, Vegas is 20th in DVOA. Washington's 21st. So we got ourselves a little little matchup here. I'm on the football team, Billy. What do you think? Uh, minus two and a half for the Raiders. I am also on the football team. I think uh, I think Washington is going to be able to control this game a little bit. Um, I haven't been a big fan of the Raiders this year, so I'm getting a couple extra points here. Um, yeah, I like I like Washington more. I I'm still been impressed with how uh, Heineke's doing. He's been fine. Uh, like I, I, yeah. again, I don't think he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks, but he's like somewhere in the 33 to 40 range. Um, I want Washington football team in this game too. I just I know the Raiders got the nice win on Thanksgiving. That was a good win, and the, the Cowboys really should have won that damn football game. But uh, I'm gonna take uh, I, I'm gonna take the the Washington football team in this game. They're playing well. They're just like Miami teams that we thought would be good or at least decent at the start of the year come out and they're an absolute debacle, and then all of a sudden they string a few wins together. I uh, I like what I've seen from Washington football team lately. Yeah, they've been playing some tough football. I, I, yeah, I like what they're, they've been bringing to the table recently, so I'm going to go with football. That Vegas-Cowboy game, I mean, it's been said all week, highest highest rated football, like, non-playoff game of all time. Just yeah, crazy. That's Just awesome. crazy. I think it was, a, it was a fun football game. It's Thanksgiving Day, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It was a good game, aside from the... So you, have like a, you have a major audience that's going to be locked in there no matter what. It's Thanksgiving Day. Uh, entertaining, mm-hmm. went down the wire. Yeah, it's going to be a game that uh, that gets a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, just sucked that the referees decided to get involved so thoroughly that, in that well, game. That was, 
like it was fun to watch but at the same time you're like you're rolling your eyes constantly what what was it 27 penalties that were accepted in that game some absurd oh. number and and yeah, the was, and Vegas won on on the pass interference call that was thrown five yards short, right? So it was like, ugh, yes. come on, you don't have to call that uh, so bad. Vegas had a Vegas had a nice weekend, uh, from what I understand. Like I I haven't looked at the final yes. numbers, but from what I understand, the public was all over the Ohio State University, yeah. all over them. And sure were. And and the favorites didn't come in on Thanksgiving Day, which has not been the trend right. for the past like two decades. They all all three. Yeah. Uh, well, the Bills came through, but the no, the first Bills, two Bills games. Covered, but the other two, yeah, the other two did not cover. Yeah, so that so Vegas will obviously easily take two out of three there. On they'll take two out of three uh, underdogs covering on on Thanksgiving every every single time. Every single time they'll take that. Uh, moving on, uh, a game that. Might not be the prettiest to watch, but certainly has some some implications for sure. The Ravens head into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, and they are laying four and a half. The Ravens also with a rather ugly uh, win in the Sunday night window against the Cleveland Browns. This isn't going to be pretty, but I think the spot here is to take the Steelers. I recognize that Baltimore is a much better team. They're 13th in DVOA. Pittsburgh is 24th. That's a big gap. But I'm using the same. TJ Watt off the COVID list. That's a big one. That's a big one in the in the favorite. Oh, on the COVID list. Yeah. Like he's not going to be there. That is um, significant because you kind of need people that can go try to have a chance to chase down Lamar. You know. Yeah, absolutely. The. I'm I'm using a lot of the same logic that I am for for the Buccaneers Falcons game in this one, which is this is a divisional matchup, home team getting points, and the Steelers they can they can even without T.J. Watt I think they can they can muck it up and and play this game kind of in the dirt, and this can just end up being a close one, and then I'm just I'm on the Steelers I'm on the Steelers it might might be foolhardy but I'm 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 gonna be taking the four and a half with the Steelers in this one I'm doing the old divisional. Team getting uh, getting money getting points at home. Billy, what do you think? Ravens laying four and a half in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I kind of like the Ravens for a bounce back here. I, I think they did play a real ugly football game last week, um, but I think we'll see them get it together a little bit better. Um, Pittsburgh's defense has struggled in the last little bit. I think uh, I think they'll be able to find success success uh, moving the ball. So I like Baltimore to cover here. Um, and I don't know. I think Baltimore might beat them by double digits. Like I feel Baltimore could really put a hurt on Pittsburgh here. So we'll see. All right. Yeah, I, I feel uh, the same way. I think that Pittsburgh's in a bad spot and they're a little lost. I think this might be a, uh, a get right game for, for Lamar and company just cause like, I know that, that the, the game plan that people have been using against them is, Hey, let's load up the, with defensive backs and send these random blitzes and see what happens. I don't know if Pittsburgh quite has a personnel for that. Uh, one thing that you can cover up that with is having an elite, elite, elite end uh, pass rusher guy to, uh, to 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 pressure the quarterback a little bit. But you know, T.J. Watt ain't gonna be there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Baltimore because of that. All right, so uh, I'm I'm lone wolfing on the Steelers there, which you know doesn't come as a surprise to me at all. Actually, um, last game of the four o'clock slate, the 49ers head into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. 
49ers laying three and a half, getting the hook on the road. I, I mean, I'm, I'm on San Francisco. I, I have not been a believer in San Francisco in these last two, in the, in these last few weeks, but you know, they've been getting right. They're seventh in DVOA, Seattle 17th. And until I see something from Russell Wilson, I'm just going to keep fading them. I'm on the 49ers. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, same. I got no love for the Seahawks this year. Uh, I don't got much love for the the Niners either. Um, but I'm not about I'm not about to bet on the Seahawks beating a, a decent team like the the Niners. Um, give me the 49ers here, and I think they uh, beat them handedly. I right. agree. Uh, Niners Niners have won four or five. Uh, they're looking good. I uh, I, I think that they are. Uh, they're going to be an NFC playoff team, which I know there's going to be a, a couple of, uh, of so-so teams that get in the playoffs in the NFC, but I think the Niners will be one of them. So uh, give me the Niners to, uh, to win this game, and the, the misery continues to the Seahawks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, the official recommendation, I think, from the crossover podcast on this one is keep, until we see something, just keep fading Russ. I mean, he's playing with a hand that he came back way too early from that still got screws in it, for God's sake. Yeah, and, and, and that's true. But that, that's not the only thing that's a problem, in my estimation. Like, the offense is poorly designed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to me, and look, I understand that Russ is having a hard time throwing the ball and blah, blah, blah. If DK Metcalf is on your team and you're not throwing the ball to DK Metcalf, you've got some serious problems with your play designing. Like, serious, Absolutely. serious, serious problems. Because DK is a guy that, he like, is he just straight up the best athlete in the NFL? Like, if you're just asking someone in the NFL to do an athletic competition, you have no idea what the competition is. Would would would, would you not pick DK for the competition? I probably yeah, would. Certainly think about it. Yeah, he's yeah, the most he's, like moss-like when he's out there running, right? Yeah, and, and like, and plus he's like you know built like a brick house. It's like it's him or Jalen Ramsey, one of the two. Either way, yeah. Um, they are not using that man enough. And like, why can't you use him on like if Ross is having trouble throwing the ball? Use him on some bubble screens. See if you can spring him. Like, I just, I, I don't understand why we're not seeing enough of that. It's because it's, let's be honest, I think it's a poorly coached team. And this has been a pretty cool era, I think, for Seahawks fans. It's the greatest era of Seahawks football of all time. I think next season, we talked about on the podcast last week, new coach, new quarterback. I think everything's going to get torn down. Yeah. Tough, rough, it looks like rough times ahead for Seahawks fans. The fact that the Jets own their first round draft pick, I think, is something that's been almost under discussed in the media discussion about this team is uh, they might be sending a top five pick to the New York Jets. Yeah. Not what you want to do. It's nice to see the Jets catch a break, though, you know, for a change. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night. Uh, well, what's the marquee matchup of the. I guess it's football team Raiders, right? I mean, that's, that's the only one less than a field goal, and that, I think, will be entertaining. Yeah, no, and and I think. Yeah. I think and I don't know if that's like both those teams, I think have like outside playoff shots. Yeah. Um, so one of those is going to sort of keep those alive with this win. So that being said, I still like the game that people be talking about most is Pittsburgh, Baltimore, right? Like it's true. There, there's the yeah. name with those franchises. So I think that'll be the game people are talking about most. Yeah. And I think that game's going to surprise its people in terms of its watchability thing, which, you know, obviously I did, but I'm picking the Steelers. Uh, all right. Sunday nighter, your boys, Craig, the Broncos coming off just a, a glorious, just, man, I was right. I could not have been more right about that one. Teddy covers getting points at home against the Chargers. That game Patrick wasn't Sertain, even close. Certain. One for score. 
Oh, so good. That was the, the least sweaty sweat that ever sweat, I think. They're heading into Kansas City, a little divisional matchup, take on the Chiefs. Chiefs, nine and a half points. I don't know what else to tell you other than I'm going to – if Teddy Bridgewater is playing this game, I want Teddy I want Teddy covers and the Denver Broncos getting nine. I don't care if it's the Chiefs. I don't care if it's Andy Reid off of a bye. I want Teddy covers. If it's Drew Locke, you could give me 20 points and I wouldn't – Pick the Denver Broncos. <laughs> that's as that's as simple as that for me. It, you know, so Bridgewater equals Broncos bet betting for me, and that's as far as I'm gonna I'm gonna give analysis on this one. Uh, is he officially a go? Well, he's he's uh, been full practice uh, this week, mm-hmm. so. I, I would be very, very surprised if Teddy is not playing on Sunday. Well, then I, then I want the Broncos. Uh, Craig, they're your boys. Who you want in this one? Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? You want to lay the nine and a half? You have to cover the spread, but Denver's been doing this good week, bad week thing for a little while now, and we're due for a bad week. That is true, and, yeah. And it is in Arrowhead against Kansas City. Uh, look, I think it'd be really cool if Denver can be competitive in this game. I, I think the problem they're going to have is lack of pass rush. Uh, if Kansas City can keep Mahomes away from Chubb, I, and, and like Jonathan Cooper is pretty good. I, I'm not saying that that's all they've got, but I, I think that if, if, if they keep Mahomes upright, the, the, the Chiefs are going to be able to move the ball with some ease. But uh, Denver's going to need to get a couple of turnovers. Kansas City's been doing that and been kind of doing that lately. Uh, they're going to need, need some turnovers. They're going to need some things to go their way on offense, but... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm not feeling super good about this game. I'll tell you that much right now. All right, um, Billy, Chiefs laying nine and a half at home. What do you think? I'm all over the Broncos here. That's that's too many points. The Chiefs played a bit better the last few weeks, but still have been a little touch and go. So yeah, give me the Broncos. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, love the nine and a half on here, especially with Teddy Bridgewater. Always trust in Teddy. Last up, Monday nighter, and it's a good one. It's a good one, you guys. A really good one, too. We don't we don't normally get to talk about a game of this caliber on Monday night, but here we are. The New England Patriots head in to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Making me want to shout the Buffalo Bills. And is this four tops in the AFC East? I believe it is. So... Uh, yes, this game will be in first in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. I, I want Did- Buffalo. I do too. And this game opened up at three, and and uh, man, people came in. I think and bet. Has it at two and a half. Uh, it's, Caesars has it at two and a half. It's Bandit currently two and a half. Yeah, it's it's some places still have it at three. WinBet still has it at three, but mm-hmm. you're going to find more two and a half game uh, two and a half uh, books than you will three books. I, I like the Bills at the three, and I like them even better at the two and a half. Uh, I, I, I just I think this is the spot to uh, for the Patriots. To, I mean, the Patriots, give them credit. They've made me a believer. I, I was not buying them at the beginning of this run based on the teams, based on how Mac was playing. They've definitely made me a believer over the last few weeks to the point where I'm like, oh, God, the Patriots again, come on. Like, just let them be bad for a little bit. But here we are. Um after a Patriots fan had had a good solid year of suffering, they're back and they're going to be seven and nine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so bad. But uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm on Buffalo. I'm on Buffalo. It sounds like Craig's on Buffalo on the two and a half. Uh, Billy, who you got in this one? 
Yeah, I'm on Buffalo for sure. I think uh, I think Buffalo's a better football team. I think they are a little bit more established. I think New England, they're, they're good, and they've played well against mediocre teams for the most part, but Buffalo's defense is tough to beat, and I don't know that New England will be able to, so I'm on Buffalo here. All right. Uh, Craig, anything you want to add to this particular matchup? All I'm saying is if the Patriots are real, we're going to find out in December. Buffalo, bye week, Colts, Buffalo. Yeah, for sure. Bye week teams this week, Carolina, Cleveland, Green Bay, Tennessee. So, uh, unfortunately, we do not have the best team against the spread, the Green Bay Packers, 10-2, and two, to watch this week. But, uh, you know, some pretty good matchups. That Monday nighter, that, that's that's a beauty. That's a beauty. That'll be fun. That's the that's the game of the week, actually, isn't it, uh, Patriots-Bills? And... Uh, and it's on Monday night, so that's a lot of fun. All right, all that's left to do is take us home with uh, Week 13. Billy, you won Week 12. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off for Week 13? I will do that. I will take the Jets. I will take Washington. I will take the Broncos. I will take the Bills. And I will take... Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens. All right, Craig, 0-5 last week. Here's your bounce back, or uh, at least give the picks that uh, everybody can uh, fade. Feel free to fade the following. Uh, I will be taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because I'm a psychopath. Give me the Los Angeles Chargers. I will take Baltimore Ravens. I'll take the Rams. I'll take one of more of those big ones. And give me Buffalo on Monday night. All right. All right. I'm going to make it a clean sweep with Buffalo. Uh, give me the plus four with the Giants. I'm going to fade Craig with the with the Atlanta Falcons. I'm taking the plus 11. Uh, give me Pitt plus a four and a half. And uh, I don't know why I do this to myself. Give me the Detroit Lions plus the seven. Ugh. God, I hate it. So, Giants, Falcons, Steelers, Bills, Lions from Matt Pierce in Week 13. That's it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com, slash crossoverpodcast, and sound. No, we're not on there anymore. I almost said it. Uh, I was doing so well. iTunes. We're also on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find us on. Uh, or that you might happen to use. That'll be it for this week, as I said. Uh, at the very least, we will be back next week to talk about week, break down week 13 and talk about week 14. And I imagine we will have something coming on the other side soon because i got to talk about this Hawkeye series that has uh, been just an absolute delight to watch so far. Just in... Just great stuff. So uh, I, I can't wait to we, – we got to come on and, and, and talk about that for sure. Uh, Craig, Bill, as always, pleasure doing this with you. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast, everybody.